Blog Talk Radio. Hey, this is Dan Marino. Hi, Ryan Tannehill from the Dolphins here. Hi, this is Larry Zonka. This is Mark Super Duper. I'm John Offerdahl. This is Paul Warfield. Hi, this is Nick Bonacani. This is Jake Scott. Gary Premian. Dick Anderson. Larry Little. Tom Bigarito. Don Nottingham. Otto Stowe. Mike Colon. Doug Kruzan from the 1972 undefeated Miami Dolphins. This is Marlon the Magician Briscoe. I'm Jim Crash Jensen. This is Don Shula, and I listen to the Pat Catello Show. It's the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with Pat Catello. Join us now as we talk Dolphin football or call in live with your questions or comments. And now here's your host, Pat Catello. Okay, good evening, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Miami Dolphins Legend Show. I'm your host, Pat Catello, joined live at Miami Mike Sports Zone, Route 10 East Hanover, New Jersey, with Rich Van Zandt as we uh, recap the Miami Dolphins' uh, debacle in Miami uh, as the uh, Dolphins go down 30-17 to against the uh, Tennessee Titans. And, uh, you know, just uh, the, the roller coaster just continues to downslide on this team. And uh, all the uh, hopes and uh, aspirations that you may have had coming in are, are quickly dissolving. So we will get all, into all of that and, and kind of recap what's going on with this team uh, on the field and, I guess, off uh, because uh, it, it's not good. And I think at this this juncture, at this time of the season, you certainly uh, thought you'd be in a different place uh, than you are right now uh, rooting for this team. And, and, and it's certainly it's a concern and something that uh, um, needs to be, you know, addressed in, in, in a lot of different ways. And there, there, there's different reasons for it, but, um, you know, we'll try to break some of them down. So without further ado, let me uh, welcome uh, my partner in crime, Rich, to the show. You know, Rich, I always put... Uh, you know, I always hold you back, and, and, and you know, a lot of times I'll, I'll try to, you know, pacify you or whatever. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm kind of running out of excuses and running out of different uh, scenarios here. Um, it, it, this is just getting worse and worse and worse. It's not a roller coaster because there hasn't been an up. There's, you haven't been going up. Roller coaster has to go up before it goes down. This is just a direct spiral to the bottom. You know, we're basically an expansion team, it looks like. Well, you're an expansion team. When you, so we, we hit upon this last week. You do become an expansion team when you take all of your depth and you trade it away or get rid of it. You yeah. become an expansion team. Yeah. Because quite frankly, that's, it's not the star players. It's the depth that makes a, a good organization, right? There's no question. And we have no depth. We let it all go last year. This, this team is, is built horribly. This roster is an embarrassment, and, and it's it's self doing too. Because yes. uh, you know when you look around the league, and I don't know about you, but when I watch the highlights, even of other games, I I don't think I get through one highlight without seeing an ex Dolphin. They're all over the place. Coaches and GMs too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's insane. It was like you know it was a it was a house sale, and um, basically you're paying the retribution of doing that all. That's that's what you're doing. You're 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 basically the 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 repercussions of all these cuts, non signings, moves, uh even like you said, from personnel on down, is starting to come to fruition now. You're really starting to see the negative effects of all this firsthand. You're absolutely right. I mean this this team was basically pulled apart after last season. You know, look, we weren't good last year either. We're a six and ten to see team. So you pull apart. Well, what do we lose? Fifteen guys in one day, and, and like which I've never seen any organization do anything like yeah, that. Yeah, that's what I said to you. I've never seen anything like that. And when you do that, I don't care what organization you are, how good or how bad the players are. If you're releasing that kind of staggering number, you will not be able to survive that because you're no. then you're in turn making yourself a. Uh, uh, an expansion team. Yeah, that's that's the best way I can describe it. it we, look, we look like we have an expansion roster. And unfortunately, the offensive line, I mean, okay, we we didn't have two starters yesterday. We got Pouncey back. I mean, it was open season on Tannehill again. Yeah. You know? But he doesn't look like he's going in the right direction to me anymore. I no. mean, you know, it, it's getting worse and worse. That's the perplexing dilemma. And we've been talking about this for four years now. This is the fifth. Yeah. yeah, but we've been talking about this for four years because I think his rookie year was 
a, a good rookie year. I think you've seen a lot of things that if he took a step in the, in the positive direction, he was going to become one of the young star quarterbacks in this league. And for four years now, we've been saying he has no offensive line. He's getting crushed. He's hit more than anybody else in the league. That's unarguable. But the point is, is it just that? Or He's got bad pocket presence. I mean, you know, he can avoid some of the sacks. They're not all, you know, his fault, but I think a lot of them are. You know, it just seems that he doesn't have any sense. You know, when the, the blind side's coming, he just gets crushed. He doesn't seem to have pocket presence at all. You know, he doesn't have those two little steps like Marino had to get away from it, you know? Well, yeah, I mean, I, I think Marino... He seems when he moves, he moves into it instead of away from it. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Marino... I think he had one of the best pocket pre- presence in the history he had of the, the game. The best four steps I've ever had seen. The best footwork yep. that you've ever seen yep. in, in the pocket. He really he did. Step up, step to the side, whatever, you know, to avoid it. So he got rid of the ball a lot quicker. Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt about that. Yeah, Tannehill doesn't seem to make make reads. He seems to still be locking in on the same guys, you know, from start to finish. Okay, so let me let me start here, and I'll, and I'll throw the first hypothetical at you, okay? Um, if I took... Tom Brady, tomorrow, and I put him on this team, what does the offense look like and how much better? We know it's going to be better, obviously, but how much better? What are we talking about? What would Tom Brady be able to do on this offense right now? Offensive line, you're changing nothing. You're going into that Tennessee game the same way you did. I'm just putting Tom Brady behind center. I don't know. It's not hard to say. It's, you know, obviously we'd be better, like you've said, I don't know how much of a difference Would it would make. Do we have the same coach? Same no, coaches? I'm not changing anything. Just the one guy. Quarterbacks. That's all I'm doing. I'm taking Tom Brady and I'm changing him with Brian Tannehill. And I don't know if he can win with this team either. No, I, I don't know that he can win either. I just want to know how – is it a dramatic, drastic difference? Is this offense or is he getting sacked and pounded <laughs> and balls deflected left and right? Third nah. and five getting deflected no. with a guy in no, the No, I don't see that happening. No, I don't see the balls getting deflected. I don't see him getting pounded into the ground. I think he would be getting rid of the ball differently, and I think he'd be hitting guys quicker, you know? I don't think there'd be as many check downs either. So is it the, is it the progression of Ryan Tannehill that's, that's causing these problems? He's not going from one to two quick enough to two to three? Not, and it's just going from I think he's just locking in on one guy. I don't think and he's doing it. Yeah, and then I think if that guy's not open, the main guy's looking at it, and he just tries to dump it off. He dumps off way too much. Now, there was a lot. And he doesn't throw the ball away enough. I think there's times he should roll out and throw the ball away, which I don't think he does. Well, enough. speaking of rolling out, how, how come there was no move at all. rollouts on this offense? Why, why don't you see this guy rolling you know, out? It wasn't like we were playing the Tennessee, you know, the, uh, the the Tennessee 85 Bears here, okay? You know, it was the Tennessee Titans of 2016 who had, what did they have going in? Five sacks. Yeah, they're not. What did they have yesterday? Six sacks. Yeah. You know, it's ridiculous. No, it is. They're not I a mean, pass rushing dynamo at all. No, we turn these teams into that. Yeah. We really do. I well, mean, you know, let's be honest. This is one of the worst teams in the league. Well, and they came into Miami and destroyed us. I mean, I've argued with you for weeks and weeks and weeks. And like I said, I, I don't know. I can't defend it anymore. I just can't defend it when you're losing to the Tennessee Titans by two touchdowns at home. I don't know how to defend that anymore. I really don't. I mean, I, I, I've seen a lot of this team's transgression, you know, and I figured at a certain point it's coming back. I tried to defend Gase. I'm not seeing well, it on any level. Well, let's go to Gase right now, right? He's supposed to be this quarterback guru, right? Have you seen this vast improvement in Ryan Taylor? I see it going the other way. I don't see any. I don't see his offense being any different or any better than what we had last few years. I see one over. thing different. The long pass? Yes. Yeah. It's unarguable yeah. that they're able to, but they don't use it enough. <laughs> No, because he's on his enough. back. I don't think those guys are open that much. You know? Maybe they're not, Who knows? and maybe he doesn't have enough time. But I, I do notice that that has definitely changed. That's improved. Ryan Tannehill's long ball has gotten better, and Kenny Stills and Devontae Parker and other guys have been able to get open deep, and they're connecting on those kind of things. I don't think he's got a strong enough arm to throw that out pass, because every time he seems to throw the out pass, it's broken up, deflected, or almost picked off. Right? I don't know. I don't he doesn't really zip it in on the sidelines. I think what I would say, if you notice this 
trajectory. It's got a very low trajectory. It's almost like a line drive that dips. Yeah. And I think that's a lot of why his passes are getting batted down. Because he just throws He's not a small guy. Thing. It's amazing no, that he gets as many batted like downs. He yeah. He would think yeah. he's 5'8". Yeah. The way that these passes are getting deflected. Yeah. And at key moments, that's another thing, too. They're, they're always third down and, and, and whatever you know, that Let's they not are. forget, too. I mean, if you want to take a little bit of heat off him, our running game's atrocious. We have no running game. No. It, it, what did Jai have? 32 yards yesterday? Wonderful. You know? Yeah. And, it's, it, it's and right, he bad. didn't want to do the four-back rotation, so we got down to three. Boy, what what what, a, what an adjustment, right? Yeah, I mean, you got down to three because uh, Foster was a no go at the last second. <laughs> that, that's why you got down to three. Um, you know, and again, I don't I don't like the rotation, but you could pick anyone, and it wouldn't really change anything. No, I don't think it's going to change anything either. But it still doesn't work when you have three no. guys that are playing. That means you don't have one good one. It, it doesn't work. But you know, if you had. Uh, if you say you had a giant and he played the entire game, he might get a little bit more rhythm, but forty-two that, yards instead of thirty-eight. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. The running game is just not there. It's no. just, it's just not there at all. Um, it's just, and that's, it definitely has to do with the line too. You know, the whole unit, everybody. There's no excuses anywhere. I mean, you know, the receivers aren't that great either. They really aren't. You know, no. we have some guys that we think that could be good, but nobody's proven anything yet in this league. You know. I mean, Landry's the best of the bunch, but, you know, these, these guys aren't superstars by any means. No, um, they, they should be better than they are. I, yeah. I don't think that's a problem, but you're right. Um, well, They're not the solution right now either. I guess not. I mean, I think Landry is certainly, like you said, he is the uh, the best of the group. And I think it's a pretty good group. I mean, I, I, I think that um, – if they were on other teams, per se, you would even see them shine a lot more. Yeah, like Chris Hogan yesterday had 100-something yards for the Patriots. Yeah, I mean, that might be an unfair comparison, though, but I understand that, you know, I'm you know as excited as you that they let him go, and it's just like all these yeah, guys. Yeah, I'm just saying, just you know, two guys, the guys are you know, on the verge of being a star somewhere else, you know? Yeah. He, he couldn't make our first cut. Yeah, like I wonder if Jarvis Landry, say, was on another team, how much better would he be? A lot. Would he be elite? Oh, about elite, but he'd be he'd be staring at it. You know, he'd be right at that nest cuss if he wasn't elite. Because he does show glimmers of it. Yeah. You know. He does. Um, but you know, I would he be able to then take it to the next level? Yeah. I don't know. And I don't know. Uh, you know, Kenny Stills. I think Kenny Stills is what it is. You know, I think he's the kind of guy that's going to be there. He you disappears. Know, sometimes disappears, he plays. Sometimes he doesn't. He's a one big yeah. play out of him here and there. Yep. Yeah, yep. I, I agree. I, I I see that. I think Parker could be really good too, but again, inconsistent. You know, he still drops too much stuff. And then, and crew from uh, the Rutgers kids. Um, you well, know, we haven't played. I haven't seen him since I've week seen, one. I've seen him. We've seen him, but it's like you know, just in real. You know, we're always playing from behind too. I mean, you know, this team's always behind the eight ball. There's a big tight end problem. Um, the, the the tight ends are they're not implemented correctly. They're, they're now Cameron's injured. You know, you wonder if you had a real solid Olsen Gronkowski type tight end, would that completely change everything? <laughs> no, I don't think it so. Yeah. No, not at this juncture. No, I think we have more problems than that at this point. Because you got. Um, it would be great to have a guy like that, but I don't think that's the end all. Okay, what if I told you I was going to put all my stock and everything I had into my offensive line, and I was going to revamp that, and I somehow got you a solid offensive line? <laughs> I, I heard that 10 years ago. <laughs> no, if I, if I did, and I changed it. Is that game changer? Does then everything change? Does the offense then just click? <laughs> or no, you don't need to think it's more than that. <laughs> I'm laughing because I don't know anymore. It, it seems like every aspect of this team needs to be tweaked. So I, know. I don't know what you keep I, anymore. I know. You know, it's kind of like when you got a crappy hand and you got a, you could take three cards, but the one that you don't know what to keep. You know, I mean, you, no, you, the best is, card is a deuce and a three. No, this is the hand you know? with the ace. Yeah. Right? It's yeah. the hand with the ace. I'm putting all four. Yeah. Well, that's the ace, right? <laughs> yeah. Who's the ace? Yeah, that's, that's, that's true. That's I'm keeping a two and three of clubs, <laughs> you know, yeah. and then hoping for a flush. Yeah. Even, like, if you look at the uh, the stars on that defensive line, you going out the depth. That that line is not playing where it should. No. I mean, in Dominican Sue, I don't care. I, 
the guy looks like a different player. Oh, I didn't even get to the defense yet. Yeah, I'm just thinking like different player. He's he's a non-entity. I thought he got swept away with the hurricane for, for, for you know for the first half of the game. Question. Let, let let's stay. Oh. What's going on with Deion Jordan? We we got a, a, a question now about Deion Jordan and, and you know where his status is and and I, I don't know. I don't think that's a question that anybody really knows. They, you know they didn't get rid of. They should have just moved on. They kept him there. But you, you know, I, first of all, when you're out this long, it never turns around. It just doesn't. <laughs> Look at the history of the league. This is grabbing you have at this point. Kind of a track record, it never gets better. It just doesn't. And this guy's never going to turn into certainly not what we thought he was. But I don't even think he's going to turn into a, a a stable player that's going to give you anything. I really don't. I think that ship has sailed. I think it's time to yeah. I think they should have just kind of been done with it. You know, was he eligible to come back after week six? Yeah, and we haven't, you know, really heard boo about it. Well, because he had knee surgery. He was reinstated, but he he had uh, he had knee surgery. That, that so do you honestly think you're ever going to see Deion Jordan do anything on this team? No, no. It, it's you know it's it, it's ridiculous. I mean, it's the kind of thing that um, you know, and that goes to the drafts too. You have to look at the you know the drafts and all the the mistakes and stuff that they have made. Right? I mean, that's, that's a big one. Even though it was a bad draft, though. I will say that. It was a very bad draft. Yeah, it was a, ba- it was a bad draft. I'll give you that. But so that's it's still not magnified a, as much. It's still bad, though. It's a it's third bad. pick in the draft. Yeah. And you got nothing out of this guy. Nothing. Nothing. But, I mean, it was, it was a bad draft, though. You know? Yeah. So I, I, I will say that. Um, you know, like, I, 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 I will give you that part of it. But even as far as that goes... Uh, you know, it, 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 it was a bust, and um, it's uh, that Ireland, that Ireland, that is final. Draft. Yeah, that was that was Ireland. Yep. Yeah, it just seems like the track record gets worse and worse. Um, Hickey, you know, started out like I thought Hickey might have did some decent things. He had that Jarvis Landry draft, like we had talked about, and then Tannenbaum came in and almost took over for him while he was still there, and then you know you see the direction that was going in. Yeah, so, Hickey had that. I thought he had a good draft with the Jarvis Landry draft, and, yeah. you know. And then, you know, our buddy Tannenbaum came in last year, and I think he had his fingerprints all over that draft. It was awful. We didn't get one, you know, one impact player from that draft. You know, that, right. like I said, the, I think Hickey's, you know, days were numbered as soon as Tannenbaum came in, but I know they had an argument about the second-round pick. Right. He didn't want anything to do with Jordan Phillips because we just signed the and Sue. Right. And what does Tannenbaum do? He forces this guy Jordan Phillips on him. You know, it's the same position we just had in the second round when you have glaring needs on right. all the parts of the team, you know? Yeah, no doubt. All right, we're going to take a quick break. And while Miami might come on for his segment and see what his take is on all this. And, so we're uh, breaking Dolphin news, too. So. All right, we'll hold on to that, and then uh, we'll come on back. We'll also give a shout-out to our buddy Les Krieger. Uh, hopefully he's feeling better. I know he's going through uh, a lot of medical issues, so our thoughts and prayers are with him. We'll be right back after this. Hey, this is Dan Marino. You're listening to Pacatella Show. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show, sponsored by Don Nottingham Associate Insurance. Don Nottingham formed Don Nottingham Associates Insurance while playing for the Miami Dolphins in 1975. Don recognized the need to prepare for life after football. For all your insurance needs, call 352-307-6736 or visit him at www.donnottinghamins.com. And now back to your Miami Dolphins legend show with your host, Pat Catello. Such a pleasant stay. 
Rich Van Zandt, as we uh, broadcast live from Miami Mike Sports Zone, Route 10 East Hanover, New Jersey, and we'll take you up to the Monday night football game, which tonight is the uh, Carolina Panthers uh, hosting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So uh, we'll uh, we'll bring you to that. And uh, without further ado, we have our uh, weekly segment where Miami Mike will join us now. And uh, Miami Mike, obviously. Uh, going through the same trials and tribulations that we all are with this team, and it gets very frustrating, but usually you have a positive intake or something positive that we can bring, but i got to be honest with you, you're going to really have to dig deep after this week, right, Mike? Very deep. Very deep. I mean, I, I did not see this. Even with the preseason, they played decent in the preseason. I mean, they showed a little something, and uh, though people say preseason doesn't matter it really doesn't. You can look at Ryan Fitzpatrick as an example from this camp with the struggles. But but this team is, you know, I, I know there's all new coaches. Uh, it's just, it, it seems there's no passion there for football. Like, they don't want to play football. Yeah. You know, like, they, you, uh, they have to win as a team, and I don't see a team there. Yeah, they're very stale. You know? Stale. Plain, boring, yeah. Unlikable. Yeah, unlikable is a good word. You had said uh, yeah. a little while ago, and it's true. It's, a, it's almost an unlikable team. Very it's unlikable. It's very hard to find. There's nobody team. really to glom onto and say, wow, yeah, I, I can't wait to see him play this week. Yeah. And I've never felt like this about the Miami Dolphins. No. This yeah. is like, it's really eating me alive because, I mean, Sundays, afternoons, I enjoy more than anything, any time yeah. of the year. And like like I said, they, we used to joke they ruined Christmas every year. Yeah. But they're ruining Labor Day now. Yeah. I mean, yeah. They're killing you in September. I mean, before October, the season's, season's over. I mean, it's insane. I think the thing that's the most frustrating is that when you have a new regime come in, you have a new coach come in, obviously the expectations are high, right? And uh, I think you want just one area that you can pinpoint and say, well, look at this, though. This is definitely better than we've seen. And, and I haven't found that in okay. any area. Uh, well, maybe a punter. Yeah, that hard. Special teams okay. are playing hard. I mean, not for nothing. I'm not talking about just the punter piece, right? Right. But the special teams are the special part of this team. Right, right. 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 You know, from the punter who's one of the probably the best punter in the league. He's good. Uh, you know, we got this great young punter. Dar, Dar is good, you know, yeah. And then you're, you know, your boy. Grant. And actually, Dar was one of the college design showcase. Oh, you guys. knew him? Yeah, he, he played in the college design showcase oh, okay. a few years ago, you know. And we played great. So uh, he's part of all that. And uh, the thing is with this team, like I said, there's really no passion. I think right now the Bluebirds, you heard of the Bluebirds? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Three, five, absolutely. One and four. At home. At home. You know, but, but it, it, it's great to do that. You stand the frustrated. Yeah, they are. You know, we are. There's no doubt about because it. Because this is going on over 10 years of really subpar football. You know, the one thing I'll say is Gase addressed that, um, you know, right away and said, you know, 
Ryan Tannehill is going to be the quarterback behind center all year, so get used to it. It's not changing. And, you know, I'll give him credit for that. You don't need a quarterback controversy right now. And to be quite honest with you, if Matt Moore can come in and win, you know, uh, three games maybe or two games that you do, I don't know what that's doing for you as a franchise, right? It's not really going to do anything. Yeah, it's just really It's really setting Tannehill back as well. So I understand that point. And, uh, you know, right now, the way down in South Florida is that everybody, everybody there now starts with Tanner, which is Tanner Bound, yeah. Tanner Hill. Yeah. They want to get rid of Yeah. You know? And, uh, you know, I mean, is it fair? Is it unfair? You know what? You're one and four. It's fair. Yeah. And it's it's fair. one and four with a schedule that's going to get a lot worse, right? we got Pittsburgh coming into yeah. Miami this week. Which, you know, it's scary. When, you know, when yeah, it's, it's, it's not going to be pretty. How are we going to stop that one? Again? I don't know. I know. Levani and Bell, I know. If we start him this week again. Well, that was the breaking news I wanted to tell you guys. Hold on. Is there breaking Breaking news? Breaking news, a quarterback, yeah. You know the guy that got released by the Panthers last week? Ben Bernicke, when we signed him, well, you off said waivers. That. You said I said you it. Yeah. Him. I don't Why not? That much about him, but is right. He was their starter last year. He got right now. Yeah. He got toasted. Yeah. He got toasted by you know Julio Jones, but who doesn't everybody? Yeah. So yeah. If, yeah. we don't play Atlanta, so I can I can live with it. Okay. Yeah. Maxwell, it's not just a, just his uh his uh a bet the way he defends, but he's not making tackles. The face masks. His plays not hustling. No. You know, plays still going. They're, they're jogging for the play. Yeah, it's, know, it's nasty. He's awful. It's bad. On that awful. touchdown in the oh. flat, he went But he had that terrible face mask penalty, too. Oh. And he was laughing after it, too. It's the whole team right now. Yeah. And I didn't expect to see this. And Pittsburgh, we have, I think we have Buffalo after that in the bye. Buffalo three wins in a row. We're yeah. We're trying you know, I mean, you don't have to look. It's frustrating. You know, you think about the AJ Green performance that you had two weeks ago, right? And then you have a, a arguably an even better wide receiver, right? 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 Yeah. Who right? gets out of the pocket and usually throws 60, 70 yards yeah. on the field? Yeah. Big plays that happened this week against the Dolphins. But but it's not just the secondary. The, What's the pass rush? Uh, pass rush is not existing. Right? Where is it? I don't Nothing. know. And, that, and that's an area. Where is it? It's Terrible. Yep. That's just one thing that we started talking about, like, Sue. I mean, look at the names on that line. And, you know, it should be much better than it is. Um, and Dominican Sue it really has got, and I don't want to say manhandled, but he's been controlled. He's been yeah. controlled. Should do nothing. And like you want to say, okay, he's not the quarterback, but he's stopping the run. He's not doing that either. I said one quarter, just focusing on him every play, and you're right, he wasn't double teamed every play, and he was still handled very well. Yeah. You know, Cameron Wink, I realize that you know they're they're alternating him in and out. Even when he's in there, he doesn't seem like the same camera. Nope, it's not there. Nope. And Mario Williams has done nothing. Where do we go from here? That's the question. Where do we go from here? I mean, I, I would assume if I'm taking over this team, you have to start basics, and that basics is the offensive line. It's just something that has just been so poor for the last three, four years. But we both said I can see them even making more changes. I think Albert – his clock is ticking. Uh, the salary is, is right. Yeah, he's not going to be axed on. That's why we took some zells. Yeah. Even when we signed him, he was coming off an injury. We get damaged goods. Yep. Well, we could get them the first time. We never came to Well, you know why he was out this week? It wasn't like an injury. He was throwing up. Oh, Albert. Albert, yeah, they say he lost 15 pounds from throwing up being out of the flow. Oh, Albert. Sick. Well, yeah, he's sick. Yeah, yeah. there's nothing you can do with that. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, I would have been on that field throwing up. Right into the defenseman's face, I would have been throwing up in that field. You don't know how the guy's feeling. I guess if he's got the flu like that, you may not even be able to get up and walk, you know? Yeah, well. Think about the stories that when you had it. I was throwing up, too, but for other reasons, watching this thing. I thought you were going to tell me the major news, because to me, the major news is. Townsville didn't get hurt in pregame one. He got hurt in the shower. Is that right? No, I didn't hear this. Oh, my God. Who takes a shower before the game? Yeah, coming out to get that injured, coming out of the shower, I just could imagine. Oh, and Keel Misi, in case you guys are worried, he's on injured reserve now. Yeah. Well, one thing, coaches deal with a lot of injury injuries. Yeah, mostly all the starters. Yeah, there was a few things shorthanded before I sign off. And head over to my show with Rick here on NFL Grand Final. Uh, the hope is that uh, Dolphins are uh, coming home again and battle Pittsburgh and just show up and, you know, give effort. 
Skipping after. You have three, you know, three home games. You already played one of them. You have two more to go before you go on this thing. You, you have to make some kind of a statement, right? Yeah. Don't you have to, or you're going to lose. I mean, that city was empty anyway. Oh, I mean, I was assuming we had a tour, yeah, hurricane yeah, this yeah, week. Yeah. We lost a team of I see it in the stadium and I feel it in Miami Mike's. Because they come and, you know, they're not revved up when they come right now. Everybody's, they start the day down, negative. Yeah, well, you know, when, when you hear Miami Mike's talking to the fans when we would meet up 11 a.m. for our pregame, you know, coffee conference sure. and stuff, you know, there's no love for the team. Like you said, it's unlikable. I can't wait to watch a, a giant run today. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. Yeah. No, there's that. nothing. No. Thanks, Mikey. Thank you so Bible, much. Along with Rick Saratella. And uh, catch all that. Thank Come you, on man. to Miami Mike's uh, website. You'll see a link to our show and everybody else's. And uh, thanks for joining us, Mike. We'll see you next week right here. Rich, you know, it, it brings up good points. But, it, it, I mean, when Miami Mike doesn't have that, that boom, so you know something's going on. And it's very hard to, to find a uh, – I mean, didn't we suffer enough with the one-win season? Because you're really not that removed from it. And this is, like, you know, this goes back to, they had the first pick of that draft, the second pick of the draft, the third pick of the draft over over the last five, what eight years. And we got nothing. It's like, I feel like we're the Detroit Lions in the 70s. Yeah. They right? They just, just crap. No just what. absolute garbage. And it shouldn't be. When you have no. that history that this team has. You got an owner that's the second richest owner in sports, right? Doesn't translate. It doesn't translate because he doesn't know what he's doing. It just look who his henchman is, you know? I think what it comes down to is there's two types of owners. There's the owners that enjoy the prestige of being an owner and want to make money and just be a business. And then there's the owners that want to win. have to have a football organization that's going to win. Yeah. And it seems like those owners are the same owners they've always been, with yeah. one new name in the bunch, and that's Bob Kraft, right? Yeah. You still have the Rooney family, yeah. right? Yeah. The Mara family. Yep. You know, what's their agenda? Uh, yeah. The, um, the Bartolo and them, when, when they left, Boy, did that change over there. Why yeah. is that? Was that just a coincidence? No. Yeah, Harbaugh kept that organization. But even the Niners are not what they used to be. No. And Kraft now has, has went into that upright. So, but yeah, I don't see that. Jerry Jones is that type of owner. But he yeah. hasn't been able to do it again. But you know that that bothers him more than it bothers the fans, right? And, but they're still in this conversation. Yeah. They're not no, they're not the dregs like we are. They've never been in the dregs no. like we are. And they won't because no. they won't allow it. won't allow it. And that's yeah. what I mean. That's why I put him in there, because Jerry Jones is an owner that wants to win. Yeah. But I don't get that semblance. I get the <laughs> semblance that, you know, if you're hosting a Super Bowl and you got sold out thing and the team's making this one, but you, you know, you're 4-12, and 12, that's okay. Yeah. You know, it's always next year. I get that kind of feeling, and that's what really bothers me. <laughs> and, you know, before you go to the next point, let me just say this, too. There's no denying that since Don Shula left this oh. organization, in that capacity, they have not recovered. No. Jimmy Johnson, let's face it, took over a very good team. It was a good team. Yeah. So he rolled that out for four years, yeah. and it's gotten progressively worse. It's never gotten better since Shula left, because there's no stable, there's no stabilization there. Yeah, he was what two years away from a championship game when he took over, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah. Yeah. The year and and had one of the best teams in '94. <coughs> And Ross hasn't even sniffed the playoffs. Not even close. No. Huh. What's his best year? Seven wins? He hasn't even sniffed yeah. 500 yet. Yeah, I don't. I think seven wins. It's yeah. probably his best year. You're absolutely right. It's a seven-win season. So where's he been? Yeah, he's he's been MIA. You haven't really seen him. Because like he doesn't want to answer for Canterbury. No. That's why. And you know that we've said there's a fall guy his here. His fingerprints are all, all over. His fingerprints are all over the team. It's it's what I said, but was hoping wouldn't happen. I called this. I saw it coming. Let's you know, I know when I saw him getting on the plane with, with Ross, I was like, "You got to be kidding me! This is the guy you want to run the ship there, really?" And his fingerprints and there's no the track record since he's been here. This team has been in the nosedive. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Well, you got fired. What was that guy that was on the Valdez? What was that guy? What was that guy? Yeah, what was that guy's name? I mean, you had, you know, the Philbin regime going down for <sighs> mid-season. Dan Campbell comes in with a rah, 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 gets a couple wins, I think, and then that went out. And now you have this gay Sarah, which is supposed to be a complete turnaround in the quarterback world. Yeah, we got him. What did we hire gays? It was like... It was like three weeks after the season ended, right? Yeah, it was quick. So 
He's had a whole offseason too. It was like he got hired before that. I really look. I understand he's young and it's his first year, but I don't understand the credentials that he had coming in. I don't see this great accomplishment he had coming in, and I certainly don't see any kind of improvement with this guy. You don't see any on the field. I like no. how he handled himself a lot better than than Philbin handles himself. Um, and you know, but offensively, which is where you would I guess first look for. I'm not seeing it. And, you know, you can only work with what you have. I understand that. He's been given a little bit of a rough hand. But offensively, there's talent there. It should be depicted a lot better than 30, yeah. 31 to 14 and 30 to 17 that you yeah. lose to the Titans. It should be reflected a lot better than that. It really should. And you know what? i got to be honest with you. Hey, you say 17. It's really 10. Yeah, it's really 10. You're absolutely right. It's kind of Let me tell you something. I kind of was my quarterback for a full year. I agree with him. But you know what? Wouldn't it hurt to pull him and put Matt Moore in to finish a game? Send a little no. bit of a statement there. Yeah. Then what the heck is going on here? Yeah. And, you know, he's been protected since he's been on this team for five years. And I like him. And I've defended him for five years. But let's face it. He really hasn't had any any kind of uh, dissension among his coaches or, or any uphill battles. He's never been pulled. You know, once in a while you need to shake it up. He doesn't, you know, like I said. I just don't see, like, I have no confidence in Tannehill if we need a field goal with two minutes left in the game. I have no confidence he's getting us in the field goal. Well, it seemed like he was on his way in that, uh, in that Cincinnati Bengals game and then ran out of time. I mean, he does, at, at certain times, he shows, like, that he game, we got blown out. Or, um, not the Bengals, what, what, what was the one before that when uh, we were. Um, yeah, you know, with the uh, the, the um, Patriots, the, the Patriots game, yeah. right? When he was coming back in, in that game, brought them all the way back, and then we ran out of time in that. Yeah. Um, you know, it, so sometimes he shows like you know glimmers of it, but uh, when you look at you playing the Tennessee Titans and you can't get anything going at any time, and you come back and you need a drive to to make this interesting, and you can't even do that, something's wrong. Our, uh, you know, our defense is is awful. Yeah, it's very bad. I mean, the secondary is terrible. The linebackers are terrible. We have no pass rush. I can't really say what's good about our defense. I don't see one glimmering hope there. No. You know, it's like, like I say, we're one and four, and boy, we had some bad luck. I don't see this getting any better because the people we have, you know, playing on this roster aren't going to get you any wins. No, I, I, I agree with you. I, I don't know that there's enough. There's nothing changing there either. So you, you pick up this corner. Hopefully he can do something. But um, I mean, seriously, like to go out, like you know, if, if we got our wish and they got rid of Tannenbaum this year, right? Mm-hmm. Do you let Chris Greer be your GM, or do you find a new GM? Which I'll be honest with you, I don't even know who Chris Greer really is. I don't either. I don't either. Know, I, don't I, don't know. Know. Like, uh-huh. I have no idea I don't. what credentials yeah. that guy had. Or, uh, unfortunately, I think this poor guy It's an asinine power structure. It is. It really it's, is. It, it is, because you're a dictator. Yeah. He's a dictator. Yeah. That's basically running the show. Yeah. And, and, and he's, actually, you have a, 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 an owner who's put this guy in charge to, to do that, and uh, I, I don't know. It's, it's not working. There's no question. At all. There's no argument there. It's not, not working at all. Pittsburgh. Does he get rid of him now? No. Does he listen to everybody and get rid of him? No, he sticks with this guy. That's so Tannenbaum comes back for 2017. I, I, my opinion is yes, he does, and I think that's why Chris Greer is there. Yeah, but nobody's going to believe that Chris Greer is a fall guy at this point. Everybody knows who does everything. Yeah. You know, and like I said, I was watching Omar Kelly. You know, at the end of the game yesterday, you know, with his little diatribe, you know, about the thing. And, you know, he's been saying what we've been saying. This roster's terrible. This roster's put together. It's a joke. And well, what does final say there? He, he does. Yeah. I mean, obviously, Ross has final say. But he doesn't well, Ross doesn't off. know. He doesn't get involved. No. So it's no. Tannenbaum. It's basically him running the team. Yeah. You know it and I know it. Yep. I mean, that's what it comes down to. It's, yes, it's, it's all. And like with his like with his deletions on the off season and his two bad drafts in a row, you really can't get past that. And it's going to get worse. It's going to get worse. Doing it again. Yeah, yeah. He's going to go in. I don't care if he had the first pick in the draft. He's picking it. <laughs> it's really scary. And I can see him trading in away. Yeah, I can see that it. though. Yeah. Without a doubt. All right. Well, well look at that. Don't be trading me with the Eagles. Uh, that's he, all have to he tra- you know what? the worst draft they trades made in a long time. He, what he did with the Eagles, he made them a contender maybe for for a decade. Yeah, he did. It's unarguable. Look at Wentz and, and the way that team's playing. 
They got Wentz. They traded the other guy to freaking uh, the salary dumps for this max. They traded Bradford back to you know the, the yeah, Vikings. Got team. everything they got back, but he never would have been able to make that trade. He yeah. wouldn't have made the Wentz trade without Tannenbaum idiotically trading the eighth pick to them yeah, for the thirteenth and, and absorbing Kiko Alonso and Maxwell. Well, hey, and boy, Maxwell, what a coup that was getting rid of that guy, right? Yeah, no doubt about it. But the dumping that salary, he can't play anyway. Dumping that salary and how bad and, he is. It's terrible. And, 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 and you're right. Going from thirteen to one is a lot harder than eight to one. Yeah. You're, you're not in the top ten, you're not even talking They're not about even it. talking about thirteen to no, two. Well, it's thirteen to two. Eight to two. Eight to two. Eight to two. Eight right. to two. But when you trade up, when you're traded down from eight to 13, yeah. you should get another first-round pick. Maybe two twos. Most people would. Most people would. Absolutely. You can't take two crappy contracts of guys terrible. who are going to be released anyway. Bad job. All right, hold that He's thought. a terrible executive. He's, he never should be near running an NFL team. I agree. I'll take our final break. Keep that thought. We'll come on back. This is Don Shula. Happy to be on the Pat Cotillo Show. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show, sponsored by Don Nottingham Associate Insurance. Don Nottingham formed Don Nottingham Associates Insurance while playing for the Miami Dolphins in 1975. Don recognized the need to prepare for life after football. For all your insurance needs, call 352-307-6736. Or visit him at www.donnottinghamins.com. And now back to your Miami Dolphins Legend Show with your host, Pat Catello. Alongside Rich Van Zandt, as we broadcast live from Miami Mike Sports Zone, we'll take you up to the Monday Night Football game tonight, which is the uh, Carolina Panthers hosting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers minus uh, one Mr. Cam Newton. So uh, take that as you will. But for our Miami Dolphin audience, that's the least of the problems that uh, exist in this league. And um, you know, as we were talking about before the break, um, you have a first-year coach, so he's not going anywhere, right? No. So if there ever was a time that pressure was on the front office, 
it would be now. You don't have a defensive coordinator as the, as a sacrificial lamb anymore. You fired all of them, right? Remember? Yeah, I don't understand like why this team is is they play the Bengals and he's from the Bengal organization <laughs> and it doesn't look like he can stop anything. I don't understand it. You would think he knew something there. Even that didn't translate. I guess when you have a terrible secondary and even worse linebackers, what are you going to do? I guess you're going to lose. But the defensive line doesn't even seem to be be putting pressure. They're not even stopping the run. The defensive oh, line stopping, stopping. But you know what I'm saying, though. Not you know what I mean? They're not. They're, down they're, down they're the not run. getting to the quarterback, but they're not stopping the run either. Yeah, Far from it. Yeah, it's, it's like 1988. Yeah, <laughs> it really is. I'm just waiting for Jackie Ship to come through the line. It's terrible. It's not what I thought it was going to be. But getting back to what I was Unfortunately, saying. Unfortunately, I did. I, I saw this yeah, coming. Yeah, you did. But if there was ever a time where the pressure will be on the front office, it will be now because the coach is not going anywhere and there's no other coaches to really fire. But I don't think it's going to happen. I really don't. Well, it depends how bad it gets. How much worse can it get? You're one and four on the draft. A path to being two and nine. Well, what happens if they end up two and 14? Everybody survives? No, I think there's going to be token guys that are going to be put up. I, I, do, you're asking me, do I think that there's going to be a whole new regime change and Mike Tannenbaum gone? I don't. I can see him taking a different spot in the organization and becoming like president. But, but how does he not get blamed for this? Because everybody's going to start blaming him, too. It's not just me. You know, my voice isn't as loud as other people. You know, the Miami Herald, the Sun Sentinel, the Orlando Sentinel basically wrote an article last week that sounded like I wrote it. Yeah, I mean, I think people know. I just think that, you know, that he's not going to be the guy that's going to take the fall. Well, I hope you're wrong. I, I understand, but I, I don't think it's well, going to happen. If he comes back, nothing's getting better. I think what's going to happen is, if you want the honest truth, what's going to happen is Ryan Tannehill will be the guy that will take the fall. And then they'll they'll go and do whatever they're going to do at that position, and then they kind of seem like that was the problem. And then they're going to go out and they're going to draft and then give a whole spin and how the defense now is, is, is upgraded. And then, you know, I but I, I don't know that you're going to really see this translate into W's. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't see any light at the end of the tunnel. That has it. That's what has me aggravated. You know, like even if I got my wish and they fired Tannenbaum, you know, which would be a big wish. Okay. The next guy that comes in, I feel sorry for. Yeah. It's like Reagan coming in for Jimmy Carter. Well, you know, I I, I don't know if you'd be able to. You'd probably have to not start from scratch, but you would have to come in and, and, and have a very aggressive – the problem is I don't know if that guy, if Gase would have been there, that guy's choice. What do you do there? It starts there, right? Yeah. Maybe he would, but you can't change that. What does he have, a three-year contract? Yeah, I think three. You know, he's going to be there next year for sure. And I'm not saying he's the problem, but I don't see any improvement. And, you know. Uh, well, I'm going to the fact that, you know, our owner isn't the guy who's going to be able to bring in the people to switch to make this good. He's not. And he brought in the guy that was supposed to be the guy to do that. Well, and we all knew it was a joke. Yeah. We all knew that was a huge blunder. But I'm saying, okay, so he fires Tannenbaum. Who's he bringing in? He has no idea what he's doing. Yeah, that's why I don't think Tannenbaum's going anywhere. I think Tannenbaum goes when he goes. Well, maybe maybe we get rid of them both. Hey, I think that's what needs to be done. Yeah. I think you do need a new owner yeah. to come in and change the entire regime. I don't think it's going to change until you do that. No, because you got to get rid of all the nonsense surrounding it, too. Yeah, so if if, if you don't no. have a new it's never going to change under Stephen Ross. No. It's really not. Nope. You need a new owner with a whole new Like I said, he's a guy that wants a host instead of being one, a Super Bowl. You know, that's his agenda. I mean, his, his dopey nightclub in the stadium, his dopey, I'm going to get these beast celebrities that have pieces of the team. You know, all this nonsense. And that's not going to change. No. It's not. It's not going to change. How'd that work out with a celebrity ownership thing? You've seen how it worked out. It made you a circus. You're, you're yeah. a circus. That's what you are. That's basically what you are. You know, the the difference is these guys get top 
coaches in there that run this whole thing. Like Bob Kraft was able to go from a one Hall of Fame coach to another Hall of Fame coach. Right? So you got to give him credit for, for doing that, however that worked out. Um, but, you know, that's what you need to do if you're not a football guy. And, the, you know, when you, you don't have these guys coming in there, you're kind of letting the inmates run the asylum in a sense, you know. So there's not many guys that can do that. But, you know, when you're this football illiterate, and I don't think there's any other way to put that, you better get somebody who's not football illiterate and knows what he's doing and let him run. No, we got a coffee boy slash accountant. That's basically he, what we got. But I've been telling you for years, he has been not only taking advantage of that connection to Belichick's trait yeah. for years and years and years, it's not even the winning part of Bill Belichick's trait. He was with him in Cleveland, and the only failure that Bill Belichick really had. Well, I'll give you a better one, right? If Ross doesn't bring in Tannenbaum, what's he doing right now? What's Tannenbaum doing? Yeah. He's... He's, he's in an organization. Probably, no, I don't think so. I think he stays being that liaison with the players, with the maybe, with that agency. Maybe. He doesn't leave that. Mangini got hired as the. What's Mangini doing now? Nothing. Guys. You know Mangini's that. on the street. Is he? He's yeah. Not, he's not, he's not, oh, was he a linebackers coach still with. with uh, I thought, I thought he already lost that gig when Harbaugh left. So do you know? He's out. Yeah, right, well, when Harbaugh left, I think he was gone. Maybe. Okay. So, um,. You know, I mean, unfortunately, when you're in a position like this... Well, you've got a Ross who's enamored with these ex-jet failure executives. You know? Yeah. Uh, what's that all about? It's because he wanted to own the Jets, like yeah. you said. Great, right. but he wanted... Remember, I think if it wasn't an uproar, he would have tried bringing it to Mangini. I think that was his agenda. Yeah, well, I told you that years ago yeah. on air. I told yeah. you that's where it was going. You thought I was crazy when I yeah. said that. It was this close. Yeah. It's still not well, over. Might as well, well, it's still it not might, over. Might as well have them both, right? Don't think it's over, yeah. my friend. There's still a chance that Mancini yeah. will be in South Florida. All right, that's our show for this evening, and we'll see you next week on the Miami Dolphins Legends Show. The Miami Dolphins host the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, my goodness. Thanks for joining us. Took a look down a westbound road, right away I made my choice. Headed out to my big two-wheeler, I was tired of my own boy. Took a beat on the northern plains and just rolled that power on. Twelve hours out of Mackinac City, stopped in a bar to have a brew. Met a girl, we had a few drinks, and I told her what I decided to do. She looked out the window a long, long moment, and she looked into my eyes. She didn't have to say a thing.